You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. Y'all have a seat. Man, I'm excited about 2020. You excited about 2020? Um, Man, I, I wish I could tell you how much prepping for this series has been fun for me. Uh, this series came to me. My wife and I were on a trip, um, and it, it didn't connect the dots to me until I was talking to someone the other day. You know, God speaks to us sometimes in the woods, uh, and, and you're like, that seems a little crazy, Pastor Todd, uh, but when Jesus wanted to hear from God, where did he go? He went to the wilderness. He went out. He went away from people. And so this series and, and what God is, is downloading into your heart today from um, me was birthed on the back porch in a cabin in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Actually, it's Hochatown, but nobody knows where Hochatown is. Uh, you do. Yeah, you've been there. I see that hand. I see that. Anybody else? Okay, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. I see that hand in the back. There you go. Broken Bow, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, I was just sitting there and I was reading the Bible. Uh, you know, something that you probably should do, um, especially if you're a pastor, right? And uh, I was reading through Acts and it just struck me. It just simply struck me. I've been asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want for Hope Church in 2020? And it just struck me. So let's read it. Acts chapter 2. Maybe it'll strike you. And uh, we'll do this real quick. My Bible's not cooperating today. So if you want to read it, Acts chapter 2. I don't know. The Lord's trying to say something. Not sure what it is. It's good though. Uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 42. And it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all who had need. And day by day, attending temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day. And I asked the Lord simply, what is the formula for church? You know, many times us pastors, we we go to classes, we pay for conferences, And we're seeking the formula for church. And I found it right here on the back porch in a cabin in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. The Lord just leapt off the page. And so this series is just simply what Hope Church is going to be about from now on. Last week, we talked about our first point, which was we're called to transform lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this week, we're going to talk about growing individuals in a deeper walk with God. 
So the three words that, that's going to be this year is transform, grow, and reach. So we're transforming lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we're growing individuals in a deeper walk with God. If you were, if you were with us last week, you heard this, but I'm going to tell you again because I think we need to hear it because this is what needs to get us fired up. Within a five-mile radius of the church, there's over 35,000 people, and 62.7% of those 35,000 people do not go to church. That's 22,017 people within a five-mile radius of this church that do not have a saving, life-giving relationship with God. If you want to just do Cleburne, Cleburne is 30,230 people. That's 18,954 people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Now, last week, I got some flack because I left out some towns. So in order not to leave out towns, I just looked up Johnson County. Johnson County is 167,301 people. So if the same is true, that 62.7% are not a part of a life-giving church, that's 104,898 people that need Jesus in our county. If that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what else I can do. And so what I'm saying to you guys, it's imperative that we get our act straight. Because as of today, there's over 100,000 people in our county that are, would die and go to hell. And we just sit here and go, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Now, I love that song. And Jesse can sing it all day. And I'll sing it with her. But if that doesn't inspire you to go show them who the Waymaker, Miracle Worker is then all this is is lip service. That's all it is. So at Hope Church in 2020, what we are called to do is we're called to transform lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're called to grow, growing individuals in a deeper walk with God. And next week, we're called to reach. That won't be so hard. But I looked up some statistics. What are the statistics of people that do not go to church weekly? So, of 18 to 29-year-olds, 17% of them go to church on a weekly basis. Of the age demographic 30 to 49, this is my demographic. I'd like to point out this is the highest demographic of weekly attendance to the church because we are the most saved. Uh, 32%. That's still pretty low. One third of 30 to 49. This is people that go to church. Okay? Call themselves church people. 50 to 64. Some of, that, that, some of you that hits close to home. 28% of 50 to 64 year olds go to church. Now, you'd think that the 65 plus, those would be the highest, but they're not. 24% of 65 plus year olds go to church weekly. Now, you kick down to once or twice a month or a few times a year. 
So that's, do you ever go to church? Sometimes ever, right? Of 18 to 29 year olds, 25% of them do that. Back to the most saved demographic, 30 to 49 year olds. I'm just joking. But anyway, 36% of them go to church sometimes. 50 to 64, 26%. And 65 plus, 13% go to church occasionally. So what I'm saying to you guys is a deeper walk with God takes consistency. Okay, you see, we'll just take the musicians up here, okay? Every one of these musicians didn't just suddenly wake up and go, you know what? I want to play the drums today. It doesn't work that way. If, if that's the way it works, then everybody would be up here on the stage. I started playing guitar after begging my parents for three years. I finally got a guitar at 15 years of age. I will be 35 next month. And there's still better guitar players out there than me. But what, what did I have to do? I had to stay up all night playing my electric guitar till 1, 2 in the morning. And my mom would knock at my door. You think you can turn that down a little bit? Mom, it's an electric guitar. The, the question is, can you turn that up a little bit, right? Preach it. I had one of those half stacks with the big speakers in it, and she's asking me to turn it down. Turn it up, man. Fire that booger up. That's why you have the guitar player in this, this little thing right here, because otherwise we'd be like, rock and roll. But what do you need to learn something? You need what? Consistency. And you've got to put in work. You've got to put in time. And so today, I want to tackle growing individuals in a deeper walk with God. And I'm focusing on the verses in Acts 2, 43 through 47. So if you want to turn to that in the black Bibles there in the, the seat in front of you or maybe behind you, it's on page 857. Or my notes are on the Hope Church Cleburne app. Just go to your Google Play or Apple App Store and you can download it there. I do want to make an announcement real quick before we dive too deep into this. Um, I know that some of you bit the bullet uh, and left the 1030 service and came to this. I see your faces and I appreciate you. Uh, we, last week, we almost doubled from the first service to the second service, and I barely had any seats in the second service. So some of you love your church and you came to this service. So I want you to know, I see you. I appreciate you. I love you. Okay. So Acts chapter two, verse 43 through 47. And I think they have it on the screen for you as well. And all came upon every soul. And many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributed to the poor as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. So I want you to see in this verse, there's very four very simple things that the Bible tells you to do. Number one, to grow deeper in our walk with God, we have to be one, serving. In Acts chapter 10, verse 4 in the New Living Translation, 
Cornelius stared at him in terror. He was staring at an angel, okay? We all love to think angels are beautiful characters, but every time in the Bible, people who were staring at the angels mess their pants, all right? They're staring at him in terror, right? Does that, does that seem to you like there's an angel with wings going, no, okay? This is a grown man staring in terror, okay? And he, He said, what is it, sir? He asked the angel, and the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Take it a step further in the passage translation. Startled, he was overtaken with fear by the sight of the angel, and he asked, what what do you want, Lord? And the angel said, all of your prayers and your generosity to the poor have ascended before God as an eternal offering. So that just struck me this week that service to God, serving your church is an eternal offering to the Lord. So everything you do descends or ascends to God as an eternal offering. Every service that you do for the Lord, that kind of puts it in perspective. What I'm saying to you is serving should be a no-brainer for us. Now, if you don't believe me, read in Psychology Today. Now, if you know anything about Psychology Today, it is a worldly magazine, okay? It's not a Christian magazine. And Psychology Today... uh, Mariana, I'm not going to say her last name because I could not pronounce it. It has PhD, so she's smart, right? She says, research has found many examples of how doing good in ways big or small not only feels good, but also does us good. For instance, the well-being, boosting, and depression-lowering benefits of volunteering have been repeatedly documented as has the sense of meaning and purpose that often accompanies altruistic behavior. Even when it comes to money, spending it on others predicts increases in happiness compared to spending it on ourselves. What a psychologist is telling you, that serving brings you happiness. It's almost like that's in the Bible, right? So what I'm saying to you is, we're called to serve. And the Lord tells you in the Bible, if you serve, what happens? You receive blessing. Even the psychologists agree with me. I don't know what to do. But here's the problem. Jesus' sacrifice for us was the greatest selfless act in history. So why do we make following him the most selfish part of our lives? Ouch, right? Jesus' act of saving us was the most selfless act in history. So why do we make church the most selfish part of our week? Point number two. (laughs) This is going to be the fun one. I'm just letting you know, okay? That's point one. Point two. To grow in our work with God, number one, we need to be serving. Number two, we need to be attending weekly. 
Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us to consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Donald Guthrie says, close and regular fellowship with other believers is not just a nice idea, but an absolute necessity for the encouragement of Christian values. Church attendance is not just a nice idea. You receive benefit. You receive benefit when you come together with the Lord. Now, that's not to say one week when you have the flu, we do appreciate it if you stay home and watch the live feed, okay? Appreciate that. We love you, okay? Only one person is allowed here with the flu, and that's me if I have to preach, okay? Otherwise, we might try to figure something out, okay? And my wife will try to still convince me to stay home, right? (laughs) I preached with a fever before. It went really weird. (laughs) You were probably here, some of you. And, uh, but what I'm saying to you is that if we want to get closer with our walk with the Lord, then we have to be around people that will stir us up and bring us closer to God. Now, I get it. You are saturated by YouTube videos of amazing preachers. Pastor Todd will never be Stephen Furtick, okay? There's not enough protein powder or gems. Shoes, I'm working on it with the shoes, but I need to do this. Yeah, right, to be Stephen Furtick or Craig Rochelle. Craig Rochelle, I just need to go work out with those guys is what I need to do. But I'm never going to be that guy. But here's the thing. You do not get fellowship with other believers on YouTube. That's what's magical about this place. I love Waymaker, Miracle Worker, and I love it when Bethel sings it, but it doesn't hold a candle to when I sing it with you guys here. And so, growing up, growing up, if I woke up on Sunday morning and I was breathing, I was going to church. And if I tried to convince my mom otherwise, death would come swiftly, right? And so many people tell me, Pastor, I don't want to push my kids to go to church. Well, my mom pushed my butt to church every week, and look what happened. I'm a pastor, okay? I didn't want to be a pastor. I wanted to be a rock star, okay? You probably saw that a minute ago, all right? Huh. Still am? Don't tell me that. It doesn't help. Gets my focus on the right thing. My quote for this one is, when church attendance doesn't bother us, then other areas of our life that push us away from God won't bother us either. I'll take it a step further. When church attendance doesn't bother us anymore, then sin doesn't, probably won't bother us that much either. And so I'm saying, you need this. You need people in your life to give you a hard time. You need people in your life to make you better. Trust me, if I come into this place not on my game... Somebody will tell me. Right, Teresa? That's right. (laughs) I hear you over there. So number one, growing individuals in a deeper walk with Christ starts with serving, continues with attending weekly. And number three, this is probably the hardest, being a part of a small group. 
Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Now, if you want to become a biblical scholar, the Hebrew of iron sharpens iron, it's literally saying sharpening the face of another. <laughs> so what it's saying is, is, is we are called to, to sharpen each other's face. So God is saying if, if we need to be corrected, God is literally saying slap somebody in the face, right? That's the way I read it. I don't know if you read it that way, <laughs> right? I'm joking. Don't do that. Okay. You can come to my small group on Wednesday night. Okay. We'll just take turns slapping each other in the face because we're learning how to be men, right? Yeah. So we're called to make each other better. Guys, it is not possible. We do not have enough drive to be better on our own. We need each other. We need each other to be better. Even the Beth, Beth, best athletes in the world. There's no Michael Jordan without Phil Jackson. Okay? My, Jordan gets all the praise. He gets all the shoes. But Phil knows what happened. Phil knows that he coached him up. And so, guys... What I'm saying is that this Wednesday, we start small groups. And I want to encourage you, do what you can to be a part of a small group. Now, if you can't be here on Wednesday night, there's this great app called YouVersion. You can actually do Bible reading with your friends. That's great too. But I want to encourage you, that's, that's the substitute for being here on Wednesday night. We have four great classes and you can walk right out here. My mom, see the, the lady, the pretty lady on the back row, that's my mom. She's gonna be standing next to the iPads. And if you walk by my mom without signing up for a small group, she's gonna judge you with her eyes, okay? <laughs> right, mom? No. <laughs> if you know my mom, that's why you're laughing. She. She would not judge anyone to your face. Um, <laughs> but what I want you to hear is you will never get better alone. One of the, the biggest things that we deal with in America is anxiety and depression. And the number one thing that we want to do when we're anxious and depressed is what? Be alone. And that's the absolute worst thing to do. Because when you go through chaos in your life, what do you need? You need friends. When you have issues in your life, what do you need? You need friends. When you're struggling in your marriage, what do you need? You need other people to talk to and say, listen, hey, what am I doing wrong? And most of the time, they're going, quit being an idiot, okay? She's telling you to pick up your underwear. Pick up your underwear. It ain't that hard, all right? It ain't that hard. Do a dish. Put it in the dishwasher. It's not hard, okay? She will be happy, okay? Put it in the dishwasher. When it stops, put it up. And it, it's amazing. Your wife's like, mm, you so sexy. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that's for somebody out there today, okay? 
That's for you. So how do we get closer in our walk with God? Number one, we serve him. Number two, we attend weekly. Number four, three, we're a part of a small group. Number four, we need to walk daily with God. Walking daily with God. I should have put this first, but I put it last because I want to drive it home to you. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I'm severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. 107. I love that verse. I am severely afflicted. Give me life. What gives you life? His word. If you don't have a daily walk with God, you struggle. You're going to struggle. Guys, it is so easy. Growing up, when I was a kid, before they made these things, where's my phone? Right here. Before they made these things called cell phones, guess what I had to do? I had to get my Bible out and I had to read it. Now you can literally, literally go to the bathroom and be like, oh, I hadn't read my Bible today. Let me pull it out and read it, right? It's not hard. Literally, if you're a dummy, the YouVersion app will remind you, hey, dummy, you got to read your Bible today. Literally. It, it will read it to you. <laughs> if you don't know how to read, it'll read it for you, right? I don't know what the excuse is. I really don't. Get on your YouVersion app. Ask me to be your friend. Gather a few friends around you and read a Bible passage my wife said something <laughs> my wife said something this week we were, we had a, a staff meeting and we were talking about we used to do you version devotionals as a staff and we were all wandering around well, you know we we just stopped and we're like why did we stop and, I, and my wife said something that was funny she goes I always felt like if I didn't read the bible somebody would judge me that I didn't read it for that day and it just ringed I was like that's the point, right? <laughs> We're supposed to be there to make each other better, right? We're supposed to go, hey, Grant, read your Bible, dude, <laughs> right? That's the point. When you quit reading your Bible, you go, hey, dummy, read your Bible, right? Now, I would never say that to my wife because my wife's amazing and she always reads her Bible. But we have to understand that our daily walk with God is the air that we breathe. And if you are not reading your word, you are on the edge of spiritual death. Now, I want you to know that this is not a pick and choose message. This is not a, well, I'm going to go to church, but I don't want to do a small group, and I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. If you, in 2020... If you want to grow deeper in your walk with God, this is what you need to do. And if you don't do it, don't come to me and say, Pastor, I just don't know what to do. I told you what to do. Now, Pastor Grant and I sat down. Pastor Grant is over growth and discipleship here at the church. And I talked to him. I said, what do you, what do you think I need to tell him? And it's funny, we came up with these four points. And I read an article this week that said, you know, in church, sometimes we make things too complicated. Do what you do, do it well, 
and people will grow. And that just struck me. Serve, attend weekly, do a small group, walk with God daily. That is my job to encourage you to do that. And when you do that, you will grow. If you don't do that, it will be hard for you. Very plain and simple. So what does this mean for us? Number one, how's your spiritual maturity? How you feeling this 2020? Obviously, this is an introspective question. Don't stand up and say, Pastor, I need to do this more. We all need to do this. Okay? I'm not standing up here being holier than thou than saying, Pastor, Pastor doesn't miss a day at his Bible. Okay? It happens from time to time. But you know what Pastor does if he misses a day in his Bible? He reads two days worth on his YouVersion Bible app to catch up. Because what happens when you miss a meal? You eat to make up for the meal that you missed, right? I mean, let's be honest. That's what we do. So if we miss our Bible, what do we do? We need to eat a double portion. Amen? Just like you need to eat two chicken fried steaks if you missed the chicken fried steak from the day before. Amen? So be honest with yourself. The only person that can be honest with you is you. How's your spiritual maturity? Are you making your walk with God about you? Or are you making it about what he is calling you to do? Number two, do you need to make some resolutions to God? Do you need to say, God, I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm not going to walk by Marianna and look down because she's going to judge me and I'm going to sign up for a small group. Actually, you can avoid the judgment. You can sign up for it on your app as well. Right, Justin? Yeah. Okay. And then, then, he can, then he can walk by my mom and say, I signed up on the app, okay? Don't judge me. Leave me alone, all right? <laughs> I'm going to serve somewhere in the church. Now, many people come to me and said, Pastor, I want to serve, but I don't want to, I want to serve where I don't want to serve. Here's the thing. We want to put you where you're talented. Because Miss Patty, she loves the kids. But if you go back there and you're standing in a corner rocking back and forth with the kids, Miss Patty doesn't need you, okay? It's not helpful, right? I mean, do you want somebody hyperventilating and having a panic attack with the kids? No, okay. You're shaking your head yes. I was like, start saying no, start saying no. (laughs) We can put you somewhere else. If you're deathly afraid of talking to people, I'm not going to put you as a door greeter. Because people are going to walk in and you're like... I'm going to help church. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad. No, I'll, I'll let you make coffee where you never have to talk to anyone. Just talk to the coffee, all right? Amen. Make good coffee or you're going to get fired because coffee's serious around here, okay? But Teresa can show you how to make good coffee. Nobody makes better coffee than Teresa. It's so good, babies happen. Um... <laughs> There's a funny story there. I don't have time for it because my time was running out. Number three, last point as the band comes back. Are you ready to stop with the excuses this year and get your life back on track? I want you to understand the key. Are you ready to stop with the excuses? The only person that's making excuses is you. You're your own worst enemy. Are you ready to stop making excuses this year and get your life back on track? The only person that's going to get your life back on track is you. 
The only person that can grow spiritually is you. Now, I guarantee you, you sign up for my small group, I'm going to bust you in the head if you don't show up. We're going to be there. We're going to work hard, but we're also going to grow in our walk with God. The same way with all of our small group teachers. Some of them are even more extreme. Some of them, like Grant, he'll probably show at your house. Be like, hey, where were you at Wednesday night? You need to be here. Because he cares about you. This is not, and what people think is, is people think, oh, they're just judging me. No, we care about you. I know that this whole world around you, when they ask you about stuff, they're being judgy and judgmental. But at church, when we check on you, it's because we care about you. There's people, when you don't show up to church, we worry about you. Every, my wife can tell you, every Sunday afternoon when I go home, I sit with my eyes closed because I'm a visual person and look and see who wasn't there. And I text you. Now, sometimes the church is growing. You're here and I text you. Don't get offended. At least I care. Okay. Sometimes I miss you. But I guarantee you start missing very much. Somebody's going to notice you aren't here. And we will find you. (laughs) Just like Liam Neeson. I don't know where you are, but I'll find you. It's a good movie. I like that movie. So just think of me as Liam Neeson. I don't know where you are, but we will find you. But all seriousness, guys. You ready to make 2020 your year? I hear a lot of people. I've heard it all over the place. 2019 was garbage. I've heard it everywhere. But the only way you're going to make 2020 better is by growing in your walk with God and doing these four steps that I told you. If you do these four steps, I guarantee you your spiritual maturity will go through the roof. That's not to say that it won't be hard. That's not to say that you're not going to wake up on a Sunday morning and not feel like going to church. All seriousness. There's some Sundays mornings pastor feels like not going to church too. But you know what? I get up, I put my pants on, and I go to church. Because why? I know I need to be there. Even pastor needs to be here. When I'm not at church, my week's all jacked up. And I know it is for you. So Justin, would you hit the lights? Let's bow our heads. This is just you and God for a minute. I want you to talk with God and I want you to allow just for a minute. I want you to sit there. I'm going to sit in a little bit of silence. Pastor Mo's going to play the guitar. I want you to ask the Lord, what do I need to do better in 2020? Now ask the Lord, which which of these steps are you lacking? Maybe one, maybe two, maybe all four. Now I just want you to make a commitment. Just you and the Lord. I want you to make a commitment to make 2020 count.
Lord Jesus, I pray for these people today. Lord, I know that it's so difficult. So difficult. This world that we live in is constantly pulling for our attention. Constantly vying for everything in our lives. But Lord, I just pray today, Lord, that you would today help us to make a commitment to serve you. Help us to make a commitment to be here weekly. Whether we're, whether we feel like it or not, that we're here. Lord, I pray that you would just help us to be a part of a small group. Lord, help us to push us, make us better. Help us to be Michael Jordan with Phil Jackson. Lord, push us, help us to be better. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us to make our priority, our time with you a priority, our daily walk with you a priority. So Lord, I just pray today, Lord, for each and every one, Lord, I pray that you would just give them the wisdom and guidance to know what to do. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all I got for you today. Listen, I gave you two minutes. I got two minutes till I'm done. So you got two minutes extra time to go sign up for a small group. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you on Wednesday.